This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Ramblers. It's that time of year again. Those long summer days where we reflect on those that we've lost this season. Things like uh, Todd Bowley's dignity, Gianni Infantino's dignity... Phil Neville. Across two episodes today and tomorrow, we're bringing you our favourite ramble moments from this never-ending 2022-23 season. From Ronaldo's strops to Kevin Keegan's involvement with the Freight Association, there's probably a lot you've forgotten about this year. So relax, close your eyes, take this tablet with me and join me for a trip down memory lane. No, not the Sky Bet app. That's a different thing. Sky Sports. What do you mean it's not on the fire stick? It has to be on the fire stick. The match is kicking off in two minutes. What's the password? Try a sprayer. That's not right. For fuck's sake, James. Why do we watch in the pub like everyone else? I hate you. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Friday the 5th of August. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Luke Moore. I mean, I've got no particular beat of Manchester United. Uh, you have. You remember the 90s and the noughties. Yeah, but I enjoyed them in the 90s. I was a Portsmouth um, fan. There's the only chance you got to watch good football. True. Um, I just love the idea <laughs> that <laughs> Manchester United turn out on Sunday and do what they did. Right, okay. And we all saw it and yep. we'll get into it. What There's an amazing bit of timing feature on the Guardian website that if you haven't had a chance to read the Guardian football website, perhaps before the game of really may not, may not have found you looking at the team news, yeah, yeah. you looking at you know look at the oh. pre-match interviews, you're getting new, up for it, new, new season. Side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. New, couple of new signings there. Meet, new the, manager. meet the new boss. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, Shall Jay- I go? <laughs> Jamie Jackson published an article which was right there at the top of the football page for you to yeah. watch, just next to uh, the post-match 
analysis, the the, the match report mm. on the Guardian website just said, May United looking to pay £10 million for Marco Arnautovic. <laughs> and you think, and then you look and you think, they've spent a billion quid over the last 10 years. And, and we've already had to boom off at half time on the first yeah. day. And, then, and now this. Yeah. What's this? He's got 13 goals for like 13th place Bologna last yeah. season. Well, it's just what we need. It's Odi Nagalo all over again. Oh, it is. It and that is. to me has to be like, you've got there's some element of it, even yep. if it's subconscious. Yeah, you've yeah, got, yeah. if you're leaking that story out to journalists yeah. on Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. At Man, you've yeah. got to be taking the piss well, to an I extent. Ju- I tell you what, they're basically saying, who's, who's now come back from China? Who have had their fill of China? They'll be after Yakubu in a minute. Now you're talking. Yeah, he, so he's, also, he's, he's 33 years old. You would have <laughs> Vish, Vish. It's Luke's highlight. You can't comment on it. No, but but I, I kind of play, play for Shanghai for a couple of years. <laughs> He's refreshed, ready to go. He'll press from the He's front. He's well rounded. Him yeah. and Ronaldo up front, big man yeah. and yeah. muscly man. It's, it's just, it's just shit it, man, shitter man. <laughs> just can imagine like that. I'm just going, yeah, I'll play for him. I'll, like, I'll play for him. Yeah. How much are they going to pay me? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's yeah. an increase. So on Monday morning, so he's known to be a good guy around the dressing room. Yeah, famously. Well, well, on that. <laughs> On that, a 33-year-old <laughs> Belen is the answer to their problems. That's their answer. New, uh, new era. Yeah. Okay. Fish. I'll, do, I'll do that. I'm 36. Yeah. Your, but, um, your highlight of the weekend. So. Well, the I, I just want to like touch on Luke's thing because Monday morning, you know, switched on my phone. New day, new week. Thought you know, coming into the Ramble Studio. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely day as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really nice. Yeah. Um, something to lift my spirits. Switched on the phone. Um, as well as on Asavich, Adrian Rabio linked yeah. to... Let, let's get down to it. Uh, Manchester United 1, Brighton 2. Uh, Manchester United were booed off at half-time and full-time. <laughs> Both halves. <laughs> nice uh, to maintain these traditions, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, was it a game of two halves? According to those fans, no, it was pretty much all the same. Uh, Brighton, their first ever victory at Old Trafford. Big win for those Brighton fans. Of course, Jules is our resident Brighton fan. Uh Let's see what Jules has been saying. Ah, vishy, vishy, vishy. I can't (laughs) believe you thought you'd get away with not hearing from me today. I bet you were thinking, new season for Man United, new manager. We're not going to lose to Brighton again like we did last time. We played them at the Amex, losing 4 0. Keep your headphones on. I mean, I'm pretty impressed you turned up to Ramble today, losing on aggregate in your last two games against teams like Brighton by six <laughs> goals to one. Ah, oh, oh, Vish, you've missed me, haven't you? <laughs> oh, there was a stage after the game uh, where I thought, you know what I need to do? I just need to watch some TV. Mm. And I thought, you know what? She's on so many different channels <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is a risk. Uh, she yeah. popped up a CSI. We just watched Scott Lanning. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> You're not even a superhero. Why are you in the boys? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. The big question, of course, uh, Arsenal, uh, you know, all or nothing is, is on Amazon Prime at the moment. We're enjoying it. How will Mikel Arteta motivate his team this weekend? Because it, it, it emerged in, in the latest All or Nothing episode that he displayed a tweet from Ivan Tony to try and help motivate his players when they played Brentford. Uh, of course, they won that game 2-1. But apparently Tony tweeted, this was in the game, first day of the season last year where Brentford took Arsenal apart. Tony tweeted, nice kickabout with the boys, mm. <laughs> which was, was a bit disrespectful. Yeah, don't, I remember don't, it. Yeah, don't send them to Twitter, though, because they're going to say all the Captain Scarlet memes, aren't they? They don't want to respect you anymore. <laughs> Captain Black, or whatever it was. Oh. Yeah, I like that, though. We, we always wonder you know, whether coaches use that sort of stuff as motivation, and uh, clearly, in this, in this case, they do. So I, I imagine just a big picture of Jamie Vardy will be enough. But True enough. He, he wants to mug you all off personally. Exactly. <laughs> don't let him do it. Um, yeah. Well, will he continue to... Uh, I, don't, I know some people won't have seen this on, on All or Nothing. Some people will. 
But will he continue to use the drawing of the brain hand in hand with the heart and the little smiley faces? I would think they're fully animated right. by now. I'll be, I'll be honest with you, right? So I was a bit late. I, I think on the around the WhatsApp group, you guys were a few, couple of episodes ahead of me. Mm. I hadn't seen them. And they were talking about Mikel Arteta. He's a little bit sort of David Brenty. I don't like when the smoke turns up. The smoke. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, right. no lost reference. When, uh, when I uh, is there a new Pope around? <laughs> uh, um, you were saying he's a little bit. Is he a bit Brent? Is he? Bit, uh, and I watched the first sort of couple of episodes. I was like, he seems fine. I, th- I think this is a bit harsh. And then when he unveils that drawing, right? Of, <laughs> he starts because he likes to draw, doesn't he? he does on like the drawing. Like, that's mm. been the biggest surprise for me. That is quite odd. Surprising. Tony Hart element to his management. <laughs> which Pep meets Tony Hart was not what I was expecting. Well, Arteta attacked him. Oh, yes. Nice. Go out and give me the big Arteta. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, he did have open heart surgery when he was a kid. Yeah. Right. So, like, is he sort of saying that's what they did? <laughs> they yeah, put but... my brain. <laughs> They put my brain in my heart. They hold hands in my yeah. body, up my spine. This is how the doctor explained it to me anyway, <laughs> Honestly, as a toddler. To describe the picture, so he's kind of drawing and you yeah. can't see what he's drawing. And he's saying, guys, this is it. This is the passion. You need the passion and the heart, but you need the intelligence and the brain. And da, 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 da. Mm. And this is what makes the crowd like really like it. And it then pans back and you see like this little brain with like little stick legs and stick arms and the heart the same. Both have little smiley faces. They're hand in hand. This is an affront to the Lord. And in between them, there's, got a, arms. there's an Arsenal fan with a scarf raising it. All that's happy. me. Yeah, that's you. That's you. Yeah. Make Jim happy. Does he think? He's... I honestly, I, like I, I did one of those lols. Does he think? Does Arthur think he's Krang from Ghostbusters? Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like the turtles. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. yeah. In the oh, belly man. of the big guy. It's um, but like I think. Luke, <laughs> what did you think of Luke, it? Luke touched on it in the group, and it's like <laughs> I don't think people realise how mental football makes you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really makes you access the areas. Pressure that, is mad. Yeah, and you end up doing things like that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, it's extraordinary. But yet, all the players seem to be responding. I mean, obviously they missed out on the Champions League last season, but he's certainly got the club going, and it, in a way, it really needed to bloody yeah, happen. Going in the right <laughs> direction. Like, do you know, do you, <laughs> Brent looks like a fucking lettuce as well. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so, and the heart looks like a bum. Yeah, it's just good stuff all round. Why are they smiling? Oh, yeah. Why is the brain winking? Why have they only got tiny feet? Oh, I think I think those are both really cute, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think it's face next to it. Yes, <laughs> you understand? <laughs> I think they should they should sell Nuno them. Nuno Tavari. So sorry, but where am I meant to stand? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no wonder he got bombed out. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, well, the brain and the heart. Oh. Pierre, Pierre, why are you always late for meetings? Have you seen what he's doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, you're never going to get a hundred percent right. It's not possible. Mm. And I just, I just found it a bit tedious. Well, yeah, the, the whole VAR the sense thing. That VAR itself, it just needs no, to go. Were, and exactly, it's just the, wrong. It was the attacking VAR. No, fine. Be annoyed at the decision, but this idea of oh, VAR and it's yeah. taking longer. I understand maybe it could be a little bit more streamlined, a bit quicker or whatever. But the fact is, if, if people are taking a long time to look at it, it shows you how difficult these decisions yeah. are. Also, we- I do think the standard of officiating is, is inexcusably bad, though. Whatever, whatever they're doing to train the referees, whatever they're doing to, to train, train the VAR, right, okay. it, that needs reforming. and it, it, it needs to be whatever it is they're doing is leading to this sort of thing happening far too often. And they need to take a look at it. They, they need to change it. How far? I away? don't have the answers to that, but it's it's their job to to fi- figure this out. Yeah, like, no, no, I agree with that. I, mean, I suppose we go back to the old argument of like when VIR came in, the rules had to change slightly because mm. you're judging it by a different 
metrics, pra- yeah. yeah, metrics and parameters now. How far away do you think we are from someone getting a bad VAR call and taking their TV outside and smashing it to bits? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're that far from that. I don't think, no. I think well, I think we're going to fight, you know, like when they beat the shit out of Johnny Five in short circuit. <laughs> oh. I, th- I think someone is going to run on the field and batter the VAR by I the think, turn. I think about that poor Johnny Five scene. It's heartbreaking. It's it? horrible. It's the worst. It's mm. one of the worst pieces of cinema. It makes me so sad. I, have, I haven't seen it for years and I'm, it's awful. To Don't, watch it. It. Don't watch well, it. Don't watch it. Well, I won't. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but speaking of sort of people trying to, uh, if you will, take the situation into their own hands, in the Brentford game, a young supporter was seen offering money to the referee behind the VAR monitor as he checked it for the Tony penalty. <laughs> Which I, I, kid has cash? Yeah, I, well, I don't have cash. Why do kids have cash? His dad's either a barber or a fish and chip shop man. <laughs> <laughs> Is there That's the only two? That's a very good call. Maybe, maybe his dad has slipped in the money gone, go on, son. Yeah. <laughs> do you pay a barber in cash? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I do as well. Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of them still do that, and you're yeah. like, come on, yeah, come on. We know what's coming <laughs> on here. Come on, come on. Now. It's time. Stop, stop being silly. Stop being naughty. And you can buy a zettle for five quid on uh, first marketplace. <laughs> come on. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Are we, how far are we away from from fans bringing their own TVs to the ground, <laughs> showing their idea, but video, yeah. in it, video in it from your phone, and then streaming it, and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> deep faking it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I don't know, but mm. I, what's the solution here, Vish? You've got a few seconds to find one. <laughs> Um, take it. Take the kids' money. Yeah, okay. Yeah, take the kids' and money. Yeah, he's offering money. it. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was a tip. <laughs> Getting all these decisions yeah. right. <laughs> I think that's a dad teaching his kid how to shit house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I just know, handed but... in the. T- yeah. I'm not doing it. You do it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. also, what, what... finally your time has come, son. Yeah. Why, why are we breeding dickheads so young? <laughs> that, that's a very good question. Uh, but I mean, mm. so, but you thought it was a foul, though, Jim. I do. Yeah. No, sorry, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Think it was no, you a didn't think it was a no. foul. Sorry, yes, yes, yes. Uh, See, it's hard, isn't it? It Dickhead. is very hard. Even... <laughs> Big mouth uh-huh. strikes again. Oh, what do you think uh, it was? Morrissey, what, do you, yeah. what do you think it was? Three, two, one, go. Do you know what? I've seen, either way, but I think it was a harsh as I would have let the goal stand. But I, I can understand. I don't think it was as outrageously bad as so many of the pundits thought it was. And I think sometimes when there's a decision, there's almost a rounding of pundits. Oh, yeah, we can really get our teeth in here and yeah. score some moral points <laughs> or something. Do you know what I mean? We but, could do a VAR referee. We could do it like jury duty. Yeah, we? I think so. <laughs> well, yeah, one citizen has to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and otherwise, it. Or has to have a good excuse why he can't do it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely right. Why can't you do it? Because I support. Because uh, I'm in Salford. <laughs> <laughs> 12 angry men in there. Men in there. Yes. Oh, dear. I tell so you what. Just 11. Yeah. There was, <laughs> there was a shocking decision in an FA Cup qualifying match this weekend, by the way. As listener Marissa and a few others pointed out to us, um, Shepton Mallet AFC tweeted the following during, during their FA Cup qualifying match this weekend. 76 minutes gone. Blackfield keeper is sent off for urinating in the hedge. Never seen it before. Nil, nil. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it needed an old school twist. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked, um, if you go on Shepton Mallet AFC's uh, Twitter page. Which we all uh, have one, now. Well, yeah. One of their players, uh, Luke Woodall, he fucked his ankle up and uh, there's a picture of him in hospital and he's got the uh, little oxygen, uh, you know, oh, that you yeah, put yeah, in your yeah. mouth. He's off his fucking head. He's brilliant. <laughs> he's going, hey, I fucked Whoa. my ankle up. Woohoo. I'm in the hedge as well. <laughs> Well, yeah, apparently uh, Conor Maseko tried his luck when he went out, um, the ball went out for a goal kick. Right. And the Shepton, Pla- Shepton Planet, Shepton right. Mallet players yeah. saw him and drew the uh, incident to the attention of the referee. I swear I'll keep yeah. my pawn. Yeah. Don't we on it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's been yeah. in there a while. Yeah, I've, 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 <laughs> just a piss. He's yeah. not weighing. Just a piss. <laughs> That'll be the next step, won't it? Yeah. Good God. Uh, I think there's a few steps before that. 
having a jobby. Liam and have a go. Oh, Do you reckon? A, just a wee poop. <laughs> Running into a bush. Have you escaped? To <laughs> knock one out. <laughs> oh, it's dear. good stuff. I just love, I just know that we're going to get at some point, if one of the phones is going to ring and it's going to be, you know, so-and-so's got on loan to Give Plymouth. us a little prediction. There's something a little bit left field. You know, this is a free hit. No one's going to hold you to this. What, 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 what prediction about what? That someone going to somewhere. Purple dildo. Well, no. That, I, <laughs> to an ear. In no, the, no, no, <laughs> transferred let, on a free yeah. into an ear canal. <laughs> <laughs> Earling Harland. Yeah. Um, uh, no, who, who, do you, who do you think? Uh, uh, I don't uh, fucking care, Marcus. What, what do you want me to say? I do care. You were just predict saying a transfer. Like it. All right, I'll predict a transfer. Please. Me out of this studio, transfer to fucking home if you carry on. Well, no, that <laughs> and that will be our decision. <laughs> the not listeners yours. will love it. Okay. <laughs> One minute you care, and the next minute no, you. No, I'm trying to be sarcastic. Oh, it's not, it's not worked that well. Okay. What's your highlight? Look, what are you looking forward to for the week? Uh, an apology from you. I'm very sorry. <laughs> there we are, everybody. Sometimes your dreams do. Come true. Um, let us Can talk. we hear more from Ravishing Rick Rude? Is he dead, Pete? He must be dead. Yes. He's dead. He's right. dead. Is he actually? Dead. Heart long problem? Uh, yep. Long Hang on, dead. this is the, genuinely the first time hearing about this. What do you mean? That's probably what Morelos was referring to when he was pointing to the ground, wasn't it? Yeah. To be fair, Marcus, it did happen very, very recently, so you wouldn't have heard of it necessarily. What do you uh, think? Just... April 1999. <laughs> <laughs> That's right in your wheelhouse. Why are you laughing at the death of Ravishing Rick Rude? Oh, yeah. What about his trousers? Yeah. Mark oh, should have to wear his good. trousers, shouldn't he? Yes. For every record. One who wants yeah. a junkyard dog on. Oh, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. There was a time when, um, you know, occasionally some, some guy will gain some traction by saying, like, there's going to be a rapture soon. And right, like loads yeah, of people yeah, get yeah, behind yeah. it and it gets a little bit of press. Carlos Roa. That happened. Yeah, yeah th- that exact type of thing. That happened a good few years ago now. Mm. And then the the guy was like, yeah, so um, we're all going to ascend to heaven and you'll all be stuck down here and here will just become right. hell and like, bad luck because we're all going to heaven. And then the only person of note who died the next day was Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> I like to think like Ooh. he was the only person deemed worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. goodness. Well, it's, anyway. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> it's important to free your minds. Uh, Macho Man, I'm not, Here we go. I'm, I'm this no, is, no, I don't fucking care. Right. Macho Man <laughs> on that Saturday morning kids show. Kids show. Yeah. And they're just all frightened. He's yeah. just talking about Jake the Snake's uh, snake dying. But all the kids are sitting it's around. Too, yeah, yeah, all the kids are sitting around with their cross legs. They're about seven and they're going, what, why are you talking about Tell him about, about a man's dead snake. Oh, yeah. He could do with a sip of water, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Jake the Snake killed a lot of snakes. Did he, he did not treat his snakes It's well. not great. He's living in St. Albans. Yeah. Oh, in just north of London. Yeah, Jake the Snake. Yeah, yeah, and his snakes. You oh, bet. Now you're interested. Aren't you? I really yeah. am. Yeah. No, it's just nice to hear that, that one's alive. Yeah, Jake the Snake <laughs> in a commuter town. Right, yeah. uh, Leicester Man United. Anybody? Thursday want, night, yeah. eight pm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Brendan? That's Brendy. That's brother Brendy. <laughs> Brother Brendy. Would you, would you like it if Brother Brendy came out dressed as Macho Man Brendy Savage? Macho Man Brendy Savage. To deflect. Macho Man Brendy Savage. I've got my envelopes. Oh, yeah. Here's my envelopes. I'm Colby Jones. Pete, do Macho Man. I'm not very good at it. No, you did a really good one a second ago, but do it with him. But do him saying, I'm Get yourself a Slim Jim's medicine. Slim Jim's. Do him as. Let's start with some more Manchester United madness. Cristiano Ronaldo, who's still there uh, at the time of recording, revealed on Instagram this week that he has been keeping a notebook 
It's like an immersive theme park. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It's like when Disney World when you go to a different land. Yeah. Like Man United land. <laughs> you, can, you get a player yeah. walking past in this full kit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Having a row. Didn't uh, it used to be the greatest player of all no. time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rides aren't working. You go on the ride, but it's an Alex Ferguson hairdryer. <laughs> nice, that'd yeah. be a good ride. That'd be all right. They'll, they'll probably do it, Man United. I think so, yeah. yeah. Well, any kind of revenue they need. Anyway, but, what's uh, been happening? I haven't well, this, this notebook, which could look and feel like a novel. We don't know yet, but it's a notebook of the headlines surrounding him. That's not poetry, him. is it? I hope not. <laughs> We've too much of that. Uh, the, the, he's, so a notebook of the headlines uh, surrounding him, and he says that only five of them were correct. I feel like there's a sort of bidding war for the TV rights to this. Yeah. Just like in, in, the, in the works yeah. right now. So, so it, I, I mean, I'm intrigued by this because some of the headlines, you know, there are sporting headlines. You know, Ronaldo scores hat-trick in Man United win. Well, they forgot my two assists. Yeah, you know what well, I mean? Like, yeah. How petty are we going It feels like he's got an issue with the subs rather than the writers. I yeah. think so. Which is a common mistake on social media. And Not that he, I'm bitter about it. And now it. he's a sub himself, Andy. Mm. <laughs> Andy, you should, as a, as a representative here, the sole representative of the journalist community, uh, I think you should defend yourself <laughs> and your industry. Yeah. Because, because he says here, I've just got it in front of me here, he says, I have a notebook in the last few months of the... Of the 100 news headlines, I suppose that means, mm. I made, only five were right. Imagine how it is. You know how super fans are the scariest people on the internet? Like yeah. star player super fans. They're, yeah. they're terrifying yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. must be terrifying to the players themselves. It feels like one of those super fans has taken over Cristiano mm. Ronaldo's account to me. Well, as a recovering um, David Nugent superfan, <laughs> I feel like I've got, a, I've got an insight into, uh, into this. Yeah. Fortunately, that was before social media really took off. Do you yeah. the, so you had to yes. write it all out by hand. And, and I did. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. And, then, and he didn't respond. Uh -huh. and, but do you reckon the five that he thought were right were those ones in the sidebar on the dailymail.com? <laughs> check out Cristiano Ronaldo's abs. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is why he's had to leave games early. Yeah. There's just so much stuff to get through. Yeah. Also, I love the idea of a 37-year-old man just now going, hang on. Yeah. Some of the stuff in the press is made up. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like a Paul Ince type thing where he had that shoot written on that piece of paper, Maybe. which is still a GIF available on the WhatsApp uh, mm -hmm. internet web app. Absolutely. Um, as I believe the kids call it. Well. Um, and his just says, uh, liars. Is that <laughs> right? Big capitals with like two underlines. Mm, that's yeah. excellent. Well, I mean, look, he has... What well, does Neil Custis think about this? I do be clattering on Is Custis on involved or not? I, I just... I, justice for Custis. Why, when I talk about a journalist that no one wants to mention by name, do you all look away? <laughs> Particularly Brassel. I want to talk about Custis. Yeah. Where's, what's he done in the worst? I don't know. Why are you going on about him? He's the Sun Manchester correspondent. I mm. look, I think Louis Van Hal um, is probably having a go at him somewhere and he's defending himself. Great. That was a, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I would yeah, watch yeah. more Marvel films of the end battle <laughs> with Louis Van Gaal versus Neil Custis. <laughs> CGI Louis what, Van Hal yeah. Custis. One, one of them has been sick down himself. <laughs> Yeah, you, well, know, we, you know, you know which one. one yeah. <laughs> You'd have to get through Louis Van Hal's army yeah, to get to him, of you course, would. which would be quite difficult. But yeah, so in the last who's few the, months, sorry, who's the good guy? It's got to be LVG, yeah. Bang Bang yeah, which is weird though. No, but but the Marvel universe needs a film where you don't have a definitive. Perhaps, good yeah. I'm, str I'm struggling to think. Two heroes, Jim. Yeah. I'm starting to think of a struggling to think of a battle where you could name anyone. Mm. At all, and I would say Neil Custis was a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Well, whose side were you on when Cristiano Ronaldo slapped that young fan's phone out of the hand of his hand? I think he's been, probably, yeah, you've been with the young fan. Oh, caution, caution by the police. Well, he did get caution by the police. Maybe we're, we're team police, Andy. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, was all, it was all jolly fun when he threw that microphone in the lake. Wasn't that was it? your yeah. microphone, wasn't it? You were, <laughs> you were there at the time, weren't you? It was not my microphone. But you were there, though. though. It wasn't your microphone, but you had to go and fetch it. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only one there with a the fishing net. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. You've also got the situation of it being at Goodison as well, and it just seems like the crowd have turned back um, Lampard's way. 
So that's going to be a factor, especially if they get that early goal. Mm. Gentlemen, I am desperate to move on to... Uh, and it includes chat about one of uh, Everton's former great sons, of course, um, because we go uh, thanks to uh, a, an email from Stephen who got in touch telling us what's going on in Miami. Uh, believe oh, it or not... fuck's sake. Well, hang on. Believe it or not... Absolutely no need for this. Believe <laughs> it or not, and, and very much like Everton, you know, they had a bad start of the season. They lost their first five games of the season. Fizzer has turned it round. He's guided into Miami to a place in the MLS playoffs for the first time ever. Come on, that's good. You got to give it to him. We we, we stick the more applause. I mean, when you when you look at when you when you look at the record, you can see obviously you know because of the, the way they do it with the Eastern and Western Conference, it obviously it's a hell of an achievement. You know, he's won fourteen games, he oh. lost thirteen as well. Oh. Um, Is he goal, in the playoffs? Goal difference of negative seven. Is he in the playoffs? <laughs> negative seven. All right. Yeah, oh, by the way, if that's a bit rich, you need to tell MLS this because then they'll take them out of the playoffs. Fish. Yeah. <laughs> Vish, they Vish, they take us to a break. He isn't going to do it. I like this because Vish makes a pointless point yeah. and Marcus takes it personally <laughs> on behalf of Phil Neville. Well, and, 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 and I, I, no, I don't. I, I'm not. Have you been down the beach to celebrate yet? <laughs> Let off some easy. Uh, they, they of course beat Orlando four-one on Wednesday night. The big Florida. Oh my win. God! Yeah, how about that, Jim? Eh? He's getting the best out of Gonzalo Higuain. All the people that message going, "Oh, you never talk about my club." <laughs> this well, is their this is their airtime. Indeed, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many into Miami fans listening. Yeah. Fizz, Fizz has finally been able to hide uh, Gonzalo Higuain cigars. Yeah, and uh, now he's actually playing. There we are, you see. Well, Fizzer himself. Hey, it's uh... still going. How is it still going? <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I'd like to, to bring this to the table. Um, we received an email this week uh, from a uh, Patrick, I assume not Vieira, um, to inform us that um, Kevin Keegan will be hosting the British International Freight Association Awards uh, this year, the Biffa Awards. Uh, and on the awards, the, uh, the Biffa Director General said, since the 1970s, Keegan has been a pivotal, uh, pivotal influence on the way football is played, managed and perceived in Britain. And we hope Biffa members will use that example to put together category award entries, which show how they are also pivotal 
to the successful management of freight transport and international supply chains. The clock is ticking with just a few days left until the entry deadline, but there is still time to beat the final whistle, emulate Kevin and score a last-minute goal by submitting entries for oh the awards. God. Not so, needed. <laughs> not, so, a, not a word of that is needed, is it? So, the, I know on this get show... Your, get your nominations in. On Kevin this show, Keegan's hosted. Whenever, That's you need. <laughs> whenever Keegan comes up... Uh, we all take the piss out of him. We all have a laugh at his expense. Yeah. But I should say, I've looked into this, and he does actually have experience in this field specifically. Yeah. Um, so I found out that in March 2021, he was one of consultants for a container ship that was passing through the Suez Canal. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I haven't... I don't, I don't know what happened, but he, ha he has done it before. So if anyone's worried about his credentials... <laughs> Honestly, no need. They've got the right man for the job. Oh, by the way, somehow it will turn out that all the uh, the backlog of uh, lorries down by Calais, it's not Brexit, it's Keegan's fault. Yeah. <laughs> and he's broken down in front of them. He just won't start. <laughs> Why are you trying to force a biscuit into the ignition? Yeah. Is he doing loads of these that we that we don't? Not aware of. Will we ever top the meat industry? Award? Well, I'm I'm thinking we've got well, think the not. meat industry awards and freight now. I wonder if there's more that we've not been aware of. We're that just also, been generally, yeah. like supply chains are a huge deal at the moment. Yeah. Well, clearly they've got a, they've a got who's naming. A who's winning an award? <laughs> <laughs> and B why you but, leave them alone? But this is going to end. Remember the, <laughs> the meat industry awards? But <laughs> it ended up with him. Field, like fielding and fending off questions by angry yeah. people. As, as you say, Vish, at the moment, it's just gonna, he's just gonna. What are you gonna do about Dover? <laughs> what are you gonna do about Dover to Cal? Well, you can't, you're not just here for the money, are you? Oh, it's the meat industry awards all over again. You don't care about supply chains, Kevin. You're just trying to transport your own meat. <laughs> <laughs> Show at footballramble.com, everybody. <laughs> right, time for this. Graham Potter has had so many plaudits over the last few years since he's been with Brighton over what he's managed to create, not just in terms of the style of play that Brighton play with, but also the way he's improved players, the way he's brought players through um, through from the youth team up into the first team. Can we put some violins um, over this? <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck off>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be professional. <laughs> it went, went well, didn't it? Um, and yeah, so it was always going to be a tough act to follow, wasn't it? Um, and I like Deserby so far. I think what he's trying to do is just carry on from where Graham Potter left off, but trying to introduce some of his own flair. Um, and we saw that in the Liverpool game because the boys went out there and they were unbelievable against Liverpool. Um, and Trossard obviously got the hat-trick in that first game. And at that point, I was really excited because I thought, oh, okay, like maybe we're going to just see more of us attacking. And then in the Spurs game, I thought we actually played all right. But as soon as Spurs scored, they just sat back. And it's so difficult to break Spurs mm, down when yeah. they do that. And that's what Conte is so bloody good at. So that one I didn't want to read too much into. And then this game, it felt a little bit, it was definitely our worst performance under him so far, but it's only been th <laughs> fucking wankers, you lot. Stop on I'm leaving. Horvitz advert there. Horvitz uh, advert. Get John the toaster involved. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I like Deserby, um, but am I worried? A little bit. It's not gonna. It's not. It's not gonna be what we had before at the moment. But um, we'll see. What I did enjoy was that he had a bit of a scrap, 
And mm. Oh, he looks yeah. like he's yeah, yeah. yeah, we've been waiting for that. We, we were sort of warned as Brighton fans that he's got this in him to have a little bit of a, a Barney on the on the touchline. It's a very shirty we, weekend, wasn't it? We've seen <laughs> it in three games. There's a lot of baby Guinnesses all around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Need an octagon to replace the semicircle. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> just for these disputes to be settled. So you've got uh, you've got Forest up next in midweek. Tuesday, uh, yeah. Tuesday, yeah. But then, then you have City and Chelsea. I know, it's going to be fun, isn't it? I know. A Potter back at um, the Amex, yeah. Facing Potter. Decent. We'll see how that goes. He's uh, in a better place now, isn't he? Um, he's he's just, just looks, happy. He looks happier, doesn't he? Happier. Healthier. He's, he's glowing. Had his, he's, he's had glowing. his glow up, yeah. yeah. He's been taller. on, he's been on uh, TikTok watching those like uh, glow up tutorials. Yeah. Those men who do, um, those Turkish barbers that do like really <laughs> severe like lines in your hair. With, from the air when they from, go from the eyebrow to <laughs> the, the back of your head. Yeah. Yeah. head. He's a, he's on the street. I said, oh, oh he's, a, he's a ten, but he plays for Brighton. <laughs> oh, he's a six. <laughs> Daddy's bought an MX5. Daddy's bought a Mazda. <laughs> he was asked about his glow up, wasn't he? He was. Did yeah. you know what he said? He said someone said to me that I've had a glow up. I have no idea what that is. Uh, he he that, knows what that he, is. He did say. He said I have had a haircut from someone that cuts the lads' hair, so probably that's made a difference. I don't know. It cost a lot more than I thought it was going to. <laughs> Daddy's down the gym. <laughs> Protein bars now, mummy's not on the scene. <laughs> Daddy down the gym. Well, uh, Graham Potter, uh, his uh, great start as Chelsea manager continues. It's been pretty seamless, has it not? I mean, he's been, it has. He's been, he's been very, very good. He led them to three wins on the bounce after drawing his opening game. They saw off those Italian champions, AC Milan, three 0 in the Champions League, and it was all it was all pretty comfortable. Vish, yeah, lovely times for for Potter at the bridge. He's weaving his magic. <laughs> There we go. Let's get it out of the way. You don't like Harry Potter, no? No. Why? Never, never watched it. That's how much I don't like it. No. All right, fair enough. Oh, have you not posed outside that little stop? Was it nine and three quarters at King's Cross? At King's Cross. I've yeah. seen it. I never posed. Full yeah. of fucking losers, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I oh. spat at it. Yeah, queued up. <laughs> what go are you two a, doing? Go get a pro- <laughs> go get a proper train. Going <laughs> to say get a proper job. I was like, was going? Anyway, I asked you about Chelsea. Go I think. read a proper book and get a proper <laughs> train. Well, would you like? To, would you like to see Stevie Bruce down there and dressed in the uniform selling tickets for it? Yes, obviously. Yeah, nice. And get me on board. Um, uh, what you I think about? I asked about would you, Chelsea. Would you like to give Bruce a little scar on his forehead? No, what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> Harry Potter. I <laughs> didn't yeah. Oh my oh, God. Jesus Christ, Marcus. He's the, he's the most famous character probably in literary yeah. history. I, if I picture him, he's got the little glasses on his broomstick. He doesn't have a scar on his head. So you're denying that Harry Potter has a scar on his head no, while I'm, never having that's seen why it. Learned, that's no, why he learned music. That's why he learned magic because someone knocked his glasses off and they damaged his little forehead. He's like, right, I'll show you. same when I picture him. I don't. I didn't picture the, the scar on the forehead. Okay. That's what I was saying. No, I'm but denying it. I understand that, yeah. and that's up to you. That's Thank fine. You. Right. Sorry about this, everyone, but we are going to have to finish to tie this up. Sorry, I understand that. We're not having a go at you. But right. on the same, you, for your part, you need to concede yeah. that one of the most famous aspects of one of the most famous characters in the world, well, you have not, not seen. a time of recording. You have. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I was going, you know, going across the weekend, yeah. and it was like one of those countdown things yes. to launch for like a NASA mission or mm. the end of deadline day. Yeah. Counting down, counting down. This is to do with your prediction of a Premier League Premier League manager will be sacked on well, the weekend. Minutes, minutes were ticking away. <laughs> yeah, and I was. You get, thought you were safe with Hassan Hoot? A little bit, little bit nervous. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh-huh. as we were in the production meeting this morning, yes, um, I activated the Steve Bruce grenade <laughs> and uh, pull, pull, break glass and pull handle for Steve Bruce. And I thought to myself, that's close enough. <laughs> I, that's good enough. Really, do. he's been a Premier League manager. I, I, I will I, admit, I, I will right, admit, right. You're, you are a desperate. 
boat man. I will admit, ironically, they're a lot further away from the Premier League than they were when he took I'm over. Say, yeah. <laughs> You're a desperate man because my highlight of the weekend is the fact that no Premier League managers got oh. sacked. And I'll tell you what, if you're counting Steve Bruce in that, that's piss poor. You know what you've done. And also, Monday morning, famously, not the weekend. No, you get... Wow, it depends. Long, some people enjoy a long weekend. Not this weekend. There's some weekend. parts of the world it's a bank holiday today. And Where? I, I think you Name can, them. I, th- I think Germany today, I think. Oh, come, you just named a country. I think you can put a pin in the calendar at yeah. random with a blindfold on on any day. Right. There's a chance Steve Bruce has been sacked on that day at some <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. So, so because a championship manager got sacked on a German bank holiday <laughs> Monday. <laughs> you yeah. took it. Your yeah. Yeah. Is right. What a win for Luke Moore. Yeah. What a <laughs> win. <laughs> Press that button. Luke, Luke wins. Moore wins. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, something's never changed, eh? Bruce getting sacked and Luke Moore claiming he's right. One thing that was, of course, very different about this season was a big old flipping World Cup plonked right in the middle of it. So we're going to end this part one with three of our favourite moments, beginning with a truly mental moment for the fans of Saudi Arabia's national team. The crowd were amazing. The, the the scenes were amazing, and and the videos online were obviously oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, there's a there's actually a public holiday today in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> that incredible. is how big one football match's win has had on this nation. That yeah, is it's, amazing. I mean, you, you can do that with a monarchy, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You couldn't do you that what, here. You can all just stay at home. Today. No one. Who have we got? Us. The RMT Union. <laughs> we're all staying at home. Yay! <laughs> but as you say, the celebration videos were incredible. I think my favorite favourite of them all was um, the fan who picked up his front door and oh. threw it. Mm. That <laughs> looked like a heavy front door. Yeah, that? yeah, that was a big <laughs> Solid oak, that. Yeah. 100%. It wasn't a cheap wicks job, was it? It was like a proper, like, protective door. Uh, my favourite was... a was, fire door, that one. My favourite was, like, a lot of lads, like, arms, elbows, jumping around, uh, limbs, I think they call it, uh, <laughs> in, in the room. And then a man just goes outside next to some motorcycles and fires off a Kalashnikov into the air. <laughs> that's, that's really raised the bar for celebrations. It really does. You sort of look at Fulham with their little clappers and you're like, oh, that's better, isn't it? That's, that's better than all those 1950s rattles. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure, England, for Friday night, by the way. But we're expecting some serious fireworks. <laughs> yeah. It's slightly worrying, isn't it? Um, the <laughs> celebrations were amazing. I loved as well. Uh, did you see the one where outside the stadium, when the Saudi Arabian fans obviously just carried on celebrating, they all did the shoo. Shoo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blocks yeah. and thobs. And there was a black guy who took his thob off and he's wearing like a really like bright white vest. And I was like, oh, you look so fucking cool. Yeah, well, um, it was some Saudi fans with their Saudi shirts on and printed on the back, Messi zero World Cups yes. as well. I saw I mean, that. Wow, uh, that's that true. That's, that's some shithouser that there. Is, that, that is, is wow. prepping. That is prepping. <laughs> that. Talking of shithousery, when the winning goal went in, one of the Saudi players, rather than celebrating with his teammates, actually mm. ran over to Messi and like tapped him and went, you're not going to win. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I love it. I love that yeah. attitude. That's amazing. That is balls. Balls of that. There was yeah. still another 20 minutes of the game to go. Loved it. I He's obviously had on football. He's yeah. loving it. Actually, there's more than 20 minutes still to go. There's only like half an hour left. It's <laughs> incredible. Absolutely amazing. And what about the winning goal? I think this is what makes it so spectacular is that that goal was amazing. I know mm. that the defenders didn't get tight enough to him. No. He did have enough. He had space to, to be able to pull it off. But... What a what a goal and what a finish. It was pure adrenaline because mm. it was just a little scramble in the box, but he managed to find some control and you could just see his whole body went into that effort. <laughs> it was an absolutely beautiful finish. It really was. Yeah, and and I think I uh, Marcus Bella posted on the WhatsApp group the um, the halftime team talk from Harvard. Um, from one of his blogs that he writes, Marcus Speller's <laughs> Half an Hard Love blog, um, and uh, it was it was it was really interesting, sort of like seeing the translators kind of up the intensity at halftime. Like so, like when Half an Hard goes up and starts shouting, 
the translators also do that because you don't always see that with translators yeah. inside in in a managerial setup. I mean, listen, I, I watched half of it, um, but then I had to go to um, Boots for a clear blue uh, pregnancy test because I thought I was pregnant watching Harvard <laughs> do that. Do that. <laughs> do that. The man. The man is. I mean, just just he just gives nobody any hope, does he? Really? I mean, <laughs> he's, he's just, it's intimidating, isn't it? Intimidatingly fresh and handsome and wow. <laughs> Yeah, he's impeccably turned out. Yeah. Coach by day, Ralph Lauren model by night. It's always pleasing to have Luke Moore back in the studio. That's not the main highlight here. That's not the headline of today's show by any means. But thank you. It's good to be back. Oh, as soon as we get into the knockouts of England win, the big man's back. Got an injury. Are you still going to take me? I won't, really, I won't be available for the group stage. Are you still going to take me? A later dish that we were all yeah. waiting for. Everybody. What a show you? to come back on. Well, I'll tell you what. It was a wonderful England win. They beat Senegal 3-0, of course. And uh, I haven't checked the fixtures who they've got in the next round. So let's just enjoy this. <laughs> you already said it in the intro. <laughs> just glossed oh, over yeah. it. I've already... Through to the quarters, France. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, chaps, where, where, where do we begin? I think we should start with something that a lot of people won't know. And we have to thank Ed on Twitter for pointing this out. That there is... A psychic reindeer. Yeah. Um, don't question that. In Gloucestershire, called Sven, which predicted England to win. Thought that might be relevant. What The thing is, I've seen the video, and what they've done is they've got a reindeer, mm-hmm. and they've put an England flag on one bucket and a Senegal flag on the other Oh, I know bucket, how it works. And they put food in it, right? Yes, yeah. And the, and the, and the, More and, food in the England bucket. And the, ra- <laughs> the, reindeer, the reindeer's chosen the bucket. It chose the England bucket, hence the prediction. Mm. My problem here is what's psychic about it? No. <laughs> There's nothing psychic about it. It's not It's not telling you what someone else is thinking. It's uh, just eating out of a yeah. bucket. It might have chosen the bucket because it's got some other un- otherwise unknown mm. knowledge about football that we don't know about, yes. but it's not psychic. Well, I think it's called Sven because I think it's a balding smoothie of a reindeer. Right. <laughs> is that the, that the official yeah, yeah, yeah. breed? Because it had the massive horns. Yeah, why? <laughs> and I know that everyone's thinking, well, hang on, it's 2022. We've just beat Senegal through it. Why are you talking about him? Well, don't yeah. worry. That's it. We're, we're done. Well, um, I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose in a, in a in an indirect way, uh, he sort of mentioned it because here's a stat for you: England won six knockout matches between 1968 and 2016. Mm. Six. Yeah. And we often think that we've got great history and pedigree yeah. in international football. Well, that suggests otherwise. Gareth Southgate has now won six in his time in charge. Obviously. His time in charge was earlier than this, but in tournaments, uh, 2018 to obviously now, 2020. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's impressive, isn't it? And yeah. it's worth remembering because I think there are some a lot of fans and maybe a lot of people working in football media who sometimes get a bit negative about Southgate. It's very negative. He likes yeah. to play and whether the time. I mean, a lot of the chat leading up to this tournament was whether this would be his last tournament, whether the time's up, mm-hmm. whether they need to find someone who will quote unquote take the handbrake off and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, so it's worth pointing out that we are living in a golden. Era, we're living through a golden era of, of England mm-hmm. fandom, really. Absolutely. I mean, not, not really had no one realistically of our age can remember anything like this. But I think sometimes when people talk about the handbrake, you need direction. 
on the car because sometimes mm. if, if you release the handbrake, it just sort of rolls down a hill and smashes or goes into yeah, the river, yeah. which we've seen before. Very much so. And also, has anyone who's saying that England needs to take the handbrake off ever driven with the handbrake on? Yeah. <laughs> if, so, once, if they have, yeah. they don't, they're not worthy of an opinion here. I think so. Because that's mad. It is mad. Most uh, modern cars, you can't even do it. They're automatic <laughs> handbrakes now. It's silly. Nora, everybody! <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> if you want me to tell you how I feel about this match, I haven't got a bloody clue. I can't remember any of it. There was too much stuff going on. We need for a final, we yeah. just need two events. We do. Right? But we had about 15 of the fuckers. It yeah. was crazy. It, yeah, I, I, I think it ended 3 all. It ended 3 all, <laughs> and then Argentina won 4 2 on penalties. Yeah. That I can remember. Yeah. My goodness, they're world champions for the third time. It's been a while since 1986. Yeah, a while. I'd love that to be a while. (laughs) (laughs) Just a while. Oh, my goodness. Incredible. I... Almost speechless. Not speechless, because that would be ridiculous for a podcast, of course. But Jim Campbell, is that the greatest... I mean, it's the greatest World Cup final, surely. Yeah, I think so. Um, Certainly of the modern era, but I think ever. Yeah. But, I mean, you could argue, in terms of drama, one of the best games you've ever seen. Absolutely one of the best games I've ever seen. And I think what you need when you're kind of... You're making those assessments is the stakes need to be high. There Mm. needs to be a lot of moments of drama. And you, you need outside context and narrative. And the fact that, you know, Argentina have this thing about their national character right where, yes. they, where they they need to win against the odds they mm-hmm. see themselves mm-hmm. as underdogs on a world stage and and just in general and then you know they're cruising it looks really they're comfortable like Brazil, it's easy they? to forget <laughs> how dominant they were they yes. looked so much better than france were yeah. then then obviously they get that penalty and we'll come on to that later france it's, get the penalty france talk, get the yeah. penalty yeah and then Messi loses the ball. It's yeah. Messi who loses right. the ball. Could have been and, 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 and then Mbappe gets the equaliser, the guy who's essentially going to be his successor, who's already got a World Cup, the one thing that's eluded him. And you're thinking, oh, God, it's gone. <laughs> and it, like this is what's going to define him. And then, no, mm. it's him that turns it around again. And you've got these two absolutely box office players. I mean, the game was a real display of, of elite football, of course, but you've got these two players at the top of their game, essentially the peak of, of human ability at, when it comes to sport. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's dramatic to, to state that. And they both deliver in mm-hmm. the most explosive way. They both gave everything they possibly could. There's no sense of what could have been for either player. Obviously, there is for Mbappe in terms of him lifting the trophy again. But, you know, he scored three penalties. Well, he scored both his penalties. He, well, he, uh, well, he scored three, three penalties. Yeah. Of course, he scored three penalties. He buried that chance brilliantly. He, he gave so, so much. There's, there's no sense that he let it slip away from him. It is just... Everything delivered in the most spectacular fashion. Mm. And he, he's, he, Jim's right there, isn't he? I mean, it was it was an extraordinary event. Argentina have been the team of this tournament, the passion and all that we talk about. To see them per- performing like that and lifting the trophy in front of essentially the, the home crowd, really, with mean, the, the supporters travel on mass, it was an incredible occasion. Yeah, and I think it was a good reminder that great sport is imperfect i think the fact that it, <laughs> it, it was a game full of flaws and mistakes and one of the teams that didn't turn up for 70 plus minutes i, I think that, <laughs> that, that that all really added to it um but in terms of argentina they kind of played to type didn't they they did mm. exactly the same thing that they did against australia and against the netherlands in that they dominated a, a huge part of the game and then all of a sudden they were staring down the barrel of having it taken all away from them and Mm. they came the closest yet i guess to having it all taken away from them because if you compare i suppose 
the most intense game up until this point would have been the Netherlands quarterfinal. Mm. It, uh, once Veghorst got his equaliser, that was incredibly dramatic, but it never felt like the Dutch were going to go on from there. It felt like they spent themselves getting there. Mm. Whereas Bobos. France, like, like <laughs> France remarkably just found another level, a level that looked completely beyond them for, for 70 minutes. I mean, I saw a French journalist tweet this morning um, uh, obviously Mbappe had a great final but it would have been nice if he turned up for the first 80 minutes <laughs> wow that's harsh that's really yeah. harsh I, but Argentina though they have fant a fantastic record on penalties in World Cups and I think in World Cups I think only Germany and of course it would have to be Germany beat them have uh, beaten them on a penalty shootout which was in the 2006 World Cup um, of course, it, which Germany hosted. But you think about the penalty shooters. There. I mean, 1990, you remember them beating Yugoslavia and the host Italy. Uh, and in this competition, they've had two. And they never look like losing them. I mean, mm. it's so... To, have, to be so dominant in a penalty shootout is, is quite a rare sort of thing. Been but a few like that in this but tournament. They, but their psyche, Andy, they... they, they they totally accept, didn't they, that those players, we are going to have to suffer. We are going to have to go through moments. We're going to be nervous. We're going to be we're under the cost. We're going to face the goalkeeper's shit because seven penalties. <laughs> it's going to be easy. But we're going to have to face the fact penalty shootouts are usually a part of winning a tournament. Right, well, we will be bloody ready. And they didn't look nervous. They were like, right, this is a part of it. And if I need to take a penalty for my country, I bloody well will. And it's them, not us, who are going to have to run 20 yards to get the ball after Emi Martinez throws it away as well. You're well. That's a, 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 a huge part of it. So that, And that's why Jordan Pickford, obviously England have not been so successful in, in, in penalty shootouts, but that's why I know with Pickford, when the ball you know goes in or whatever, he gets the ball and he hands it to the England penalty taker. Now, clearly, you know, it's, it's had limited success, <laughs> you know, but it's true. Like Hugo Lloris knows what Emi Martinez is going to do and I thought they might have just sort of galvanised a little bit but it's easy to say of course but I mean Martinez you know he's just never going to lose a penalty shootout is he he won the golden glove I think him um, he was equal with Pickford and, and, and Bono the, the Moroccan keeper with the number of clean sheets um, that he kept but right. I mean you can't deny that man was going to get the glove and then put it on his willy to celebrate yeah. in front of the world we'll come to our notable mad shit predictions <laughs> I don't think any of us will get near that humping, <laughs> humping the trophy <laughs> do it with the World Cup it looks more like a knob guy <laughs> there's no point of insertion no though. but I think did he not I think he did something similar at the Copper America but anyway he, did. he felt to, he did he thought to himself right, okay. but that's again no, it shows you this, the, 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 how he's sure like. That explains it. No, no, true, detail, yeah. You know? Well, I've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that shows you he is on literally the world stage. There is no other stage that can legitimately describe as the world stage. And he's on an actual <laughs> stage in front of the ruling powers of that country, in front of the world's media, blah, 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 blah. But he doesn't think like that. All he thinks is, back home in Argentina, yeah. they'll get a kick out of this. Yeah. And my goodness, they would have done. The you photos know. are just magnificent. <laughs> it's he absolutely is incredible. Acted up, isn't he? He really, like really a little has. boy. I mean, brilliant. You look at his sort of record. Like, what's that? 150 appearances, professional appearances. Yeah. And he's bumming the fucking trophy <laughs> in the World Cup final. The Golden Glove. It's good stuff. I know, eh? There's a, there's a joke in there somewhere, Golden Glove. But uh, but yes. Just Thanks so much for listening and supporting the show throughout this season. Join us next Wednesday for part two. Goodbye! The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.